I'm someone who loves trying out different makeup looks, but doesn't really wear much on a daily basis, so I like to focus on making sure I have high quality staples. And whether you like a fresh face, full glam, or somewhere in between, you've probably seen Thrive Cosmetics Viral Tubing Mascara. I've certainly seen it everywhere, you know the one in the turquoise tube? So that mascara, along with all of Thrive Cosmetics beauty products, are certified 100% vegan and cruelty-free, which I look for in makeup, and they've got excellent quality to match. And something I didn't know from all the mascara videos I've seen is that for every product sold, Thrive Cosmetics donates either that same product, another product that is needed more, or a monetary donation. They've worked with over 500 nonprofits to help with a wide range of causes like supporting cancer survivors, people experiencing homelessness, education access, and so much more. Knowing that makes me feel even better about using their products. And I do enjoy using them. Like I said, I like having high quality staples, and so my favorites are products that are multi-purpose, like the Brilliant Eye Brightener. It comes in a bunch of colors, and I like using them as eyeliner, eyeshadow, and even highlighter. Thrive Cosmetics is luxury beauty that gives back. Right now, you can get an exclusive 20% off your first order at thrivecosmetics.com thrive. That's Thrive Cosmetics, C-A-U-S-E-M-E-T-I-C-S, dot com slash thrive for 20% off your first order. Greetings, adventurers. Today, we're excited to introduce you to a new story, Dark Dice, a horror podcast that blurs the line between actual play and audio drama, where the story is determined by the roll of the dice. Six adventurers embark on a journey into the ruinous domain of the Nameless God. They will never be the same again. One of the players is not what they seem after a doppelganger, a creature that can assume the form and voice of whatever it kills, infiltrates the team. As the players are picked off and replaced one at a time, can they figure out who the monster is before it's too late? Can you? Here's a quick example of what our show sounds like. The, uh, shambler with the jar of liquid inside of him. Soren Arkwright let loose an arrow that cracked the glass, passing through the spine of the creature. The shambler still managed to maintain its forward momentum, but stumbled as it eagerly tried to bite and swipe at Soren, landing near his feet. As Jeff Goldblum has now joined our cast, Dark Dice is available however you listen to podcasts. What's up, everybody? I'm Noah Daniels, and we're here for another episode of the Real Hauntings podcast. Hey, y'all, and I'm JJ Crable. And I'm Kat. Today, we've got a special guest, Katie, coming here to tell us some stories about Ouija boards. Ooh, yeah, among other things. Ooh, we've never had a Ouija board story. (laughs) Well, Katie, we usually ask our guests on a scale of zero to ten, zero being completely no belief at all in ghosts, it's all bullshit, ten being like, yes, I'm constantly talking to my great great grandfather <laughs> every day i kind of want to reframe the question a little bit because i think ouija boards are really fascinating so on a scale okay. of zero to ten how much would you say you believe in ouija boards and their power to communicate with the dead so i'll actually break that out into two time periods i would say pre my Ouija board experience I was probably a solid like two and post Ouija board experience more like an eight wow oh wow what about like the original question of ghosts did that change at all um so ghosts are weird it's I'd say I'm like a solid five right in the middle Mm -hmm. um I it's kind of how I feel about aliens so I don't 
think that the traditional way people think of ghosts or aliens is what, you know, you see in media or see in comics or anything like that. But I do think that the supernatural is somewhat real. So what what do you think the mainstream media is getting wrong about ghosts? Well, I guess by that, I mean, just like, I don't think that they're, you know, sheet covered right. <laughs> floating around the house. But uh-huh. that would be um, so fun. I, I know. I wish it was that, honestly. But I definitely I think that the world of the supernatural touches our world in some way, for sure. So a little more. It sounds like you think maybe it's. There's a little more out there to ghosts and spiritualism that we just haven't been able to explain or wrap our heads around. Or like a multiverse that happens yeah. at the same time. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I mean, I I won't go down the multiverse rabbit hole because I do believe that. But um, I would say I just I think that the universe is too weird and too big for that kind of stuff not to exist. Yeah. Yeah. Well, as someone who's skeptical in ghosts, I uh, think that sounds very sensible Uh, because often, (laughs) you know, when someone who is skeptical it's, you know, our one of the kind of go to defenses for skepticism is, you know, the universe is so complex and complicated. Like you can't just attribute something to ghosts just because we don't understand it. For sure. Um, but also the universe is so complex and complicated. There very well could be things that we don't understand that uh, may seem a lot like ghosts. I just think there already are so many things that we don't understand about this universe. Right. Most people won't understand for their whole lifetime. Yeah, I never understood what hot dogs are made of. I never will. I don't think you want to know. <laughs> I was just going to say, like, I, I I, come from a family of hardcore believers, not in terms of, like, ghost hunters, but in the sense of my family will take a look at a picture and, you know, those orbs that sometimes show up, like discoloration. Mm-hmm. They fully believe that those are spirits, whereas I do not. Right. <laughs> I think that's just, a, you know, an effect of... Uh, the photograph. Well, I don't know if you know this, but Kat saw Malfoy, a famous uh, Harry Potter character, in a theater and saw an orb floating around the theater. Well, I know. (laughs) High school. I do have to say I'm offended that you have to tell me who Malfoy is. Well, Katie, I feel like you've heard this story before. It's kind of embarrassing. but um... Well, first of all, let's just note that Kat and Katie know each other from a Harry Potter friend group. (laughs) (laughs) Well, so Katie went to college, UGA, with one of uh, both of our mutual like best friends, Paula. And um, Paula, I went with Paula and some other people to one of the movie releases, um, one of the Harry Potter movie releases. We were in college and... I'm so embarrassed by this, but there was a a guy dressed up as Malfoy in the theater. I think it was the one of the guys from the trombone section in the mar- in the Redcoats marching band. Um, Shout out to Redcoats! I'm pretty sure it was him. That or it was- I was there. I remember. I know exactly who you're talking about. I saw him on campus constantly after that. And every time oh. I was like, wait, Katie was boy. there when this happened. <laughs> oh my gosh, Katie. I'm, yeah, there were yeah. so many of them. Yes. Oh, cause did I just have my tonsils taken out? And I was like, I had a, I dressed up as Dobby anyways. Okay. <laughs> if you remember this, but anyways, I took a picture of him, which he was all the way at the front of the theater. And I had a camera that was not a phone. And so it was just this really wide angled picture and he's in the middle, but there's like 27 
weird like bubble light effects all in the picture that I mean, like the movie projector was not on, so I have no clue, like right. where those are coming from. Isn't what that on of, our Instagram yeah. too? It's on our Instagram somewhere. Yeah. I might repost oh, okay. it. Okay, I'll yeah, check it out. But also later that week, I'm pretty sure I Facebook messaged him, and I don't know what I was talking about, like trombones or Harry Potter. <laughs> Who knows? I hope it was trombones. I'm terrified to look for that message, but it did happen. So if he is listening right now, know that I am not. A crazy person. Well, okay. I don't know what in that story says you're not a crazy person. Yeah. <laughs> I'm crazy. Okay. Anyways, back to you. <laughs> Why don't we get into this story about your Ouija board? So I'd actually like to back up before oh, sure. getting there because that's kind of the, I guess, ultimate end of the story. Okay, great. Um, yeah. So like I mentioned, my family is very spiritual based or I mean, they are spiritual, but in the sense of like supernatural as well. Um, my grandma has stories about remembering past lives and knowing things that there's no way she could have known. My mom also, has, she doesn't have the past lives thing, but she has kind of like a weird sixth sense about stuff um, that has been like proven over and again that she wouldn't have known about things. And yet she did. Um, she also growing up, she saw ghosts in her parents' house. So she had one that she called the green man who would come into her room at night. Um, and then she had a, an orchestra that played like kind of in their backyard. So that's, yeah. Yeah. So there's, there's a lot of like weird supernatural stuff surrounding my family, particularly the woman, I guess, for that reason, we were never allowed to have Ouija boards in the house because my mom saw them or still sees them as like sort of a doorway between our world and the other. Um, and even if you're going into it with good intentions and you, you know, you even don't have a bad experience, you don't know what else is coming through that door was always her take on it. Right. Mm -hmm. So of course we would sneak Ouija boards in the house when I was a teenager <gasps> and just wouldn't tell her. Oh my gosh. <laughs> yeah. Like this is the Which beginning of like every horror movie ever. <laughs> I know. <laughs> so that might explain why there's, the Ouija board story is definitely a weird one, but another very weird encounter I had was I was in high school. Um, I was in my bedroom and my best friend and I, we were just hanging out and it was one of those things where both of us were cracking up and we, the laughter kind of started to die out. And when there was a pause, when neither of us were laughing, all of a sudden we heard this like cackle. And the weird part was it, sounded like it came from the wall, which the wall just backed up to the outside. So there was nothing on the other side of it. So we went to my sister's room. She was next door. And I was like, are you watching something? That's not because it sounded like a clown laugh, which not to like add horror to oh <laughs> the already creepy story. Yeah. But that both of us were like, that was definitely a clown. So we asked my sister and she was like, no, I wasn't watching anything like that. We went downstairs and asked my mom and she said no. And we told her what had happened. And she was just like, you know, you guys are crazy. You're kind of like, a yeah, yeah, sure, sure. Um, and that was the end of it. Like never heard it again. However, two years later, I'm in college and I get a phone call from my mom and she, she was like, I heard the laugh. Oh, man. Yeah. She was like, I did not believe you, but I just heard it. 
Now, if, if, if you think, and I was like, vindicated. If you think about that moment that you heard that laugh, can you still hear the actual laugh? Yeah, it was so freaky. It was the weirdest sound I've ever heard just because it was so muted. Like, I mean, it literally sounded like someone was on the side of the wall, which I don't know was creepier. But like, could you, could you like mimic what you heard for us? Oh, my gosh. Oh, my gosh. Okay. Yeah. Um, hold on. It was like. Ooh. Like really high pitch, yeah. Well, I'm scared. And Ooh. it it wasn't something that you were like, oh, it's just a lot. Like it it sounded like it had intention behind it. Yeah. Just in the sense of it, I don't know. It just didn't feel like it belonged in the conversation and the laughter that we were sharing. You know, we probably another couple months later, my mom had a situation where one of our dogs would just start like sitting and staring up at the spot in the ceiling and just, she could never get the dog to come. So we're, that definitely made me believe a little more in spirits that you can sense and, you know, hear. Was your mom in your room or in the same room that you had heard? No, no. She was, I can't remember what room of the house she was in, but I know it was, I think she was in the kitchen, which my wall bedroom went straight down into the kitchen. Um, So it may have just been that side of the house, but definitely very freaky. I was glad I never heard it again while I was living at the house. Wow. It kind of uh, sounds like, you know, when there's like a group of people who are having to laugh about something and then someone who like just wants to be part of the group but didn't hear the joke just kind of like jumps and starts laughing and everyone stops. It, It sounds like. You have a socially awkward ghost mm-hmm. in your house who just yeah. wants to be part of the joke. It takes me longer than everyone else to get the joke. So if you're ever watching like a comedy show with me, I'll be the one that laughs after everyone, like when it's silent <laughs> and then everyone in the audience laughs again. Yeah. You feel like that's what they go. Yeah, like? Maybe. <laughs> well, so the weird part was it, I would say that except it just, it didn't sound like it was a humor laugh. They were like, like it didn't fun of sound you. like someone was laughing in the same way we were it kind of like ted that it was bundy, more laughing the... to let it be known it was there so ted bundy the clown killer no that was uh john wayne yeah. oh john wayne gacy that's right yeah john wayne gacy yeah. yeah well that's creepy oh my enough God. did you ever have any haunting experiences outside of that home or were they all isolated to that house so the the ouija board experience was not in that house oh. um yeah, so that pretty much growing up, that's all I ever experienced. I mean, that was definitely enough to stick with me. But the Ouija board experience was in college. And I was it was New Year's Day, I think 2013, 12 or 13. Um, my best friend in college, he was living in this like old, old house. It was built in the 1910s, which, you know, that's like American old in England. They're like brand new. But um, he was living in this house built in the 1910s. And the there were a lot of just it was I mean, it was an old house, so it was creepy in general. Um, he lived in the attic room of the house. So that was added to the creep factor of it. You know, it was just like slanted low ceiling. Um, the day they moved in, they found a tomb or not a tomb, a gravestone underneath the house. Yeah. That 
no one really knew how it got there. Um, this was in Athens, so, right? Yes. So his house had a piano and I'll tell the story cause it's not the bulk of it, but I think this happened after we did the Ouija board. Um, he was home one night. He lived with three other girls and they all lived downstairs, like on the main floor. And he said he woke up at like two thirty AM and someone was playing there. It was this old piano that came with the house. And they said, you know, you can't move it. It has to stay here, which that's kind of weird in and of itself. Um, so it was just in the hall and he woke up one night and it, someone was playing it. And he, you know, was just like, oh, my roommates are coming. It was prime time to be coming home from the bars. So he just attributed it to that. Woke up the next day. Um, came home from class, all of his roommates were there and he was like, Hey, really funny joke. Someone playing the piano, you know, at two thirty AM. Trying to sleep. Freaky. Yeah. Yeah. And all of them go, We none of us came home last night. There wasn't anyone uh, like none of us were here. Yeah. Does he remember what song they were playing? I think it's that he said it sounded more just like someone who didn't know what like how to play the piano like you know how kids just go and like bang on the keys and oh it gosh. sounded more like that like people someone just hitting random keys like something that wanted to be heard yeah yeah or maybe it was a kid Ooh, and as a kid it would have been like, too, dun, like dun, 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 that's dun. jj <laughs> <laughs> that's me playing the piano. <laughs> isn't to the two o'clock hour isn't that like the witching hour or... oh yeah two uh, o'clock uh-huh what does that mean the witching hour i've heard that before but... it's like when everything creepy happened i don't know like when the i think it's when the quote-unquote veil between our world and the world of you know oh, that's the sexy. dead <laughs> is finished yeah i've i think i've heard that before well the, i've the i've heard it on sabrina the oh, new right. sabrina yeah. show <laughs> okay i looked it up the new zealand oxford dictionary identifies midnight as the time when witches are supposedly active psychological oh. literature suggests that operational experiences and sensed presences are most common between the hours of 2 and 4 a.m corresponding with oh. a 3 a.m peak in the amount of melatonin in the body oh. <laughs> I don't know if that was helpful. <laughs> well, now we know. Yeah. This one That's says in folklore, the witching hour or devil's hour is a time of night associated with supernatural events. Creatures such as witches, demons, and ghosts are thought to appear and to be at their most powerful. Black magic is thought to be most effective at this time. So to the Ouija, the, the Ouija board story, um, we, it was New Year's Day and we were in this creepy old house. And we had probably eight or so people over. Um, we just made like a big New Year's Day feast and all a Southern cooking. After one of the girls who was there, she was like, oh, I have a Ouija board. Like we should, you know, new, new day of the year and see what happens. So we went into the front room, which was the living room, and turned off all the lights and lit a bunch of candles. And there were, I think there were only five of us who actually did the Ouija board. I think the other girls were like a little freaked out. Not freaked out, but they were just like, oh, we don't want to do it. But they were in there. Um, so we pulled it out and it was a very, the the girl who was leading it, she did it in a very um, 
respectful way, I guess I would say. Mm -hmm. So we said kind of like an opening prayer before doing it, just a general, you know, like watch over us as we try and encounter the world beyond and um, only, only like good things come through. And after that, we just went, I can't even remember what the line of questioning we started asking was, um, but it was, we eventually got to what felt like a, like a male spirit, an older male spirit. And he said he had lived in the house. We were kind of asking him questions just about, you know, what his life was like. And I, obviously we weren't talking amongst ourselves at the time, all of us had our eyes closed and we're touching the, the reader. I remember just having a not great feeling. It was just, it was a very instinctual pit in, pit in my stomach. I was just like, I don't like this. I, I, it just wasn't a good vibe. I think slowly we all kind of opened our eyes and we were looking around at each other and it, the answers just seemed to be getting angrier and more aggressive. And almost like if you're talking to an older person and they're just getting crankier and crankier, but this just felt less stable. And so I think we all just agreed at the same time to kind of pull out of it. So we said, you know, we're going to, we're going to leave this here. You know, we apologize. We mean no offense to the spirit and pulled out of it. Everyone agreed that there was just a, an immediate uneasiness around for whatever answers we were getting. It just, it didn't feel good. I don't know. I feel like I don't have very strong instincts, but it was one of the most just deeply, I just knew it didn't feel good. Right. So we sat there and we all kind of took some deep breaths and, you know, talked, talked ourselves down a little bit. We were like, let's, let's go in for one more. And so did kind of the same process again. And this time it was a younger female. She was probably eight. Mm-hmm. I think she young kid. It, it was a totally different feeling, totally different vibe and the circle of just she seemed very nice and open to us communicating with her. And we actually at one point, oh, and this was what made the piano thing especially creepy. This, So this was before the piano thing happened, and she actually said she liked playing the piano. Wow. Uh. Um, yeah, yeah. Was this in the and same house that the piano thing happened? Yes, yeah. Oof. We asked her about the other spirit that we had spoken with because he, I can't remember it, but he had told us his name. She, it was another immediate, just like negative. It was a very much like, I don't like him. Wow. Like he, he's not a good spirit. So the and guy so we're that, like, oh, okay. <laughs> the older guy that you talked to that um, wasn't a good spirit. Do you remember some of the specific mm-hmm. questions y'all asked him and the responses that you got? I wish I did. I, it was more along the lines of, you know, was, how was your life? How are you right now? Do you, is this okay that we're making contact with you? It was all very general questions, nothing specific. Yeah. And it was just like short answers. And it honestly, it wasn't so much what answers the Ouija board was giving. It was more just the, the almost like 
temperature in the room was just cool and not not welcoming wow. at all. Well, can you explain how it works? Like you said, your eyes were closed, but are all of your hands? Yeah, yeah. Closed? Like, I don't know anything about Ouija So boards. we did. So we pulled it out and obviously <laughs> and you, you know, put it on the table. And I think actually now I'm thinking it through. There were only a few of us doing it because the reader is only so big and everyone should have, I think, at least two fingers, if not four, like two from each hand on the reader. And it's almost as if, from my understanding, the spirit is like talking through you. Mm -hmm. So you're everyone in the circle like is channeling the spirit. And so I think that's why when it was so negative, all of us really just personally felt like something was wrong. So you you put your fingers on. I mean, you can do it any number of ways. You know, you go to sleepovers when you're a teenager and the lights are out and Mm -hmm. everyone's just trying to scare each other. But I think if you're trying to have a legitimate reading, the best way to do it is to light some candles, um, turn out the you know, unnatural light and do, I would recommend doing some sort of, you can call it whatever you want. The the easiest way of putting it is a prayer of just protection over anyone who's doing the reading, Mm -hmm. asking, I think the best first question to start out with is just like, are there any spirits here? And from there, you're going to get you know, either a yes or a no. And if it's a yes from there, you can ask, is it male or female or how old are you or when were you born? And then just going down the line of questions from there that you would be interested in knowing. I think it's something, once you get it started, it feels natural about what to ask, Mm -hmm. if If, that makes sense. If it's a no on that first question, is that just, is that it? Is that the end of the experience? Also, is it that kind of a yes if something's telling you a no? Right. <laughs> have you ever? Have, yeah, have yeah. Ever, it's just um, a no. It's like, okay, maybe you shouldn't go any further. <laughs> have you ever pulled out a Ouija board and it said, no, no spirits here? <laughs> Uh, no, I mean, again, probably when I was a, a kid playing with them at sleepovers and stuff, but. This one, both times, we, I guess, really more than a no, you would just get, it doesn't move. Like, nothing happens. Mm-hmm. But so have you had but, have you had that happen? Or do you feel like whenever no, you get off the Ouija board? And- really, after, yeah, after that experience, I actually haven't done one again. Not because I'm scared of it or I don't, it just hasn't come up. I think the creepiest part or the most unsettling was the fact that the second spirit we talked to knew the first one and didn't like it. So it was kind of, it was a confirmation of like, oh, we, yeah, yeah, that was something bad. And what would you say to um, our listeners or to our host that may be more skeptical that would just say, bah, this is just one of your friends moving in <laughs> I would say it very well could have been but everyone who was in the room seemed to be taking it seriously i think that's kind of the nice thing about ouija boards is you can have a you can choose who you're going to do it with and have a decent understanding of how invested they are in it and if it's someone who seems like they're just trying to mess with you then maybe your skepticism holds but this one it just it felt very much like all of us were having a similar experience and were in it to see what sort of contact we could make Mm -hmm. after so in terms of like process 
you know, we we asked her just a couple of questions, and once she mentioned that she didn't like the other spirit, we kind of backed away from that. We were like, okay, <laughs> you know, we don't have to talk about that. After we closed it out again, said sort of a closing prayer. Um, I would also recommend, you know, this is really going the extra mile if you believe it, but burning sage in the house is going to help close any doors that might have been left open. Do you think there's any, like, significance to the object of a Ouija board itself? Like, does it kind of have any kind of inherent spiritual properties or is it more just kind of like can a spirit communicate with people with any any object that they choose i guess it could be any object i think what makes a ouija board unique is that it's not again it's more the output the vehicle of communication is the group or the person who's doing the reading yeah so it just happens to be you know a a thing that has all the letters and yes or no and different numbers and a way to easily put out answers that are being channeled through the reader or readers. Yeah. And I guess the reason I ask that is I think Ouija boards are are fascinating. I've never really done one successfully. I've only been yelled at for moving the thing, which, you know, I don't think I did. So you're that person that that you don't want to do Ouija boards. Uh, (laughs) But I always assumed there was some kind of occult historical significance to it like that they had like some really fascinating history when i looked it up it's actually just like an invention from the late 1800s for it was intended to just be a little parlor game um and it it wasn't until later after people had you know been playing with it as just like some some fun game that um some occultists who you know i guess it was a period of of time where spiritualism was, you know, really big in America and occultists started using it and redefining it as as this other thing. So I I don't know that history kind of demystified it, but maybe cool. it's more about the the people and the intentions. Katie, have you ever had an experience where you've like seen a spirit or a ghost of any type? No. I I fully believe others have but i personally haven't i think katie would you come and lead us in a ouija board on the podcast Ooh, i would love that oh my gosh ah that would be so i can't promise that i'll make anything happen but (laughs) that's okay we want to see jj change lead a session (laughs) of it i was gonna say it should probably Mm -hmm. be like the oldest house in the in the group oh my gosh i I'm scared thinking about it, but let's let's do it. <laughs> Catherine, like if you're freaked out about it, it's as soon as you close it out and burn some sage, which sounds really hokey, but I do believe in that kind of stuff. Um yeah. <laughs> but it it does feel like you have closed anything. Like it, there's not really many lingering feelings. Oh, of, okay. The sage thing is not weird to me. Uh, most a lot of our guests recommend that too and I've lived with oh, yeah. people that do it, and yeah. Even when you move into a new place, it's not a bad idea to burn some. My roommate um, did think that our house had been cursed, um, and I remember coming oh. home one weekend and just being like, what is this weird smell in here? And he had gone through <laughs> and burned some sage. Yeah. Um, what but- is the prayer that you uh, do after a Ouija board session? It's just thanking the spirits 
for being with us and, you know, for leaving in a night, as nice of a way as possible to say, like, time to go back to your side of existence and thank you for thank you for your time being See with us yeah 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 kind of and also thank you to whatever entity for protecting us and for keeping those spirits kind of on their side of the wall do you have a Ouija board i do not i was gonna say we would need to to buy one or borrow one for i'm sure someone knows someone that has one yeah, yeah. um well i was doing a little more research about Ouija boards to prepare for the episode. And uh, something that I found super interesting is there's actually been some uh, scientific studies about Ouija boards um, and trying to recreate that Ouija board phenomenon in a lab. And they actually found that they had two groups of people take uh, like a quiz. The answers were yes, no. Uh, and one group was using a Ouija board. The other one wasn't. And they found that the Ouija board uh, group did a lot better on the, well, groups, because uh, science is repeatable, uh, consistently did a lot better than the groups that weren't using the Ouija board. So, like, as if the Ouija board was directing them to the right answer. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. Um, Weird. Now, you know, scientists, because they're not going to say it was a spirit or anything. So they attribute this to what's called the idiomatic response, which is uh, basically just like unconscious muscle movements. So basically saying when you're using the Ouija board, you may not be aware that you're moving it, but unconsciously, your unconscious mind could be directing slight movements from the group um, to, you know, in this case, because it was a test, the right answer, you know, in most cases, the answer that maybe everyone is suspecting of, oh, maybe there are ghosts in, in this room and maybe, you know, these spirits feel some certain way. So I don't know. What what do you think about that explanation? Is it possible that the, the Ouija board, rather than channeling a spirit might just be channeling people's unconscious brains. Yeah, I guess I would say in terms of the board itself or the the reader, the glass itself moving, I can definitely see that being just the slightest subconscious movement from the people doing it. But again, it's like I said, I did it a couple of times growing up, but this one was so my, it was the feeling of it was so different. Could have been because, you know, the it was New Year's Day and the room was dark and there were candles lit and we were treating it super seriously. But now, have I you don't had any haunting experiences if, since that experience? No. Mm-mm. Again, I think the, the biggest aftermath thing was the creepy 2.30 a.m. Yeah. piano playing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. She but, missed you guys. She was like, I'm going to just come back to this house and play. <laughs> I know. I, I'd like to think it was the, the nice little girl <laughs> yeah. who said she liked playing it, not the scary old man. Uh, well, thanks for sharing all these stories. Yeah. So cool. I can't wait for our Ouija board episode when you come on and we actually do one. <laughs> I'm so down. I'll ask around and see if anyone I know has one that we can borrow. Is there any lasting words you'd like to leave our audience with? Or any like things that you're involved with in the city you want to plug or anything like that? 
Um, I if I can do a little shameless self promotion, yeah, hundred <laughs> percent. I would just say I actually this has me thinking about. So I have my own personal blog, and I think this week I'm gonna write about like some of the some of the stuff, but in a more eloquent way, I guess. But I would love to put this episode up on that post and um. Yeah, just kind of point yeah, back to what you that. guys are doing because awesome. I think I think ghost stories in general and people's personal encounters are super interesting. So, well, we hope so. Yeah, I mean that's why we're doing this. It's crazy all the things that we're getting, yeah, all the sure. stories. Yeah. yeah, that's a like it. You know, not in my opinion, not that many people can have an experience and it not in some way, shape, or form be true. Right. Yeah. yeah. Uh, how do we find your blog? It is actually just my, it's my professional name. So it's just Kate, uh, not Katie, but Kate Weimer at, or not at, but katewymer.com. Oh, awesome. That's easy. Perfect. Yeah. And how do you spell Weimer? I know how, but yeah, yeah tell w- us. Oh, wait, right. Because <laughs> okay. I'm not a listener. <laughs> Noah, I know. Uh, the German Weimar Republic, but with an E instead of an A. <laughs> So W E I M E R. I was gonna say you got through the hardest part. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. We, we all know the the German Weimar Republic. I mean, who doesn't? Of uh, course, of course. I know. It's that's where we all met. As common as ghosts, you know. That's the most uh, interesting and unhelpful way to explain to someone how to spell your name. <laughs> <laughs> happy to be of assistance <laughs> oh my goodness well thank you so much for coming on it was a pleasure talking to you yeah thank you guys yeah see you yeah. soon all right bye all right thank you so jj did that uh where are you on the scale after that one i'm i i think ouija boards are really cool i totally want to do one um i'm way more skeptical though about Ouija boards than I am about ghosts in general. I think um, what's so cool about Ouija boards to me is it in in my opinion, how I interpret the phenomenon is it really demonstrates a lot more of what our unconscious minds are capable of. Um, I don't think there's anything outside of of that. But honestly, in my head, it sounds like a big like group mind kind of game. Like the second you feel, you know, that game when your eyes are closed and you take turns counting up to 20 and you can't talk like uh, over anyone else and everyone can only say one number. Mm-hmm. It feels like that. Like the second you feel someone else move, like you're yes anding them in right. improv terms and going with them to work. Well, it's kind of like hypnotism, right? A lot of people say it's fake or like I know people that have been hypnotized and they're like, oh, I just didn't want to go against the group mind of like if, if i come out and i'm like this is fake i'm not really being hypnotized i'm ruining it for everybody i wonder yeah. if using a ouija board is kind of like that too Ooh. see i'm the buzzkill that if i was hypnotized bed. and like <laughs> did, was not actually hypnotized i would be like i've exposed you to the hypnotist oh and gosh. just oh, like Lord. be a, a jackass the person that the audience would hate to watch yeah well if, exactly. if you're into seeing people being hypnotized that aren't really hypnotized our friend is on a viral video his name's Andy Cohen or Andy Diamonds. Uh, just go, just YouTube the video. Um, I'm a real person. Uh, hypnotism, HLN, and you'll find it. it has like millions of views. It's hilarious. This is a video of him 
pretending that he's yeah he been got hypnotized. he got when he worked for HLN as a producer he got hypnotized on air by his boss uh, well his boss had a hypnotist on air but it was all fake I don't know guys I need more people to convince me we need facts <laughs> if you have the facts send them to real hauntings podcast <laughs> at gmail.com or email your ghost to us you never know yeah shove that ghost in a fax machine and fax it to us yeah so only proof I will accept the ghost facts yeah <laughs> all right guys well on that note i'm noah daniels i'm jj crable and i'm cat contained herein are the heresies of radolf buntwine erstwhile monk turned traveling medical investigator join me as i uncover the blasphemous truth of a plague-ridden world that ours is not a loving god and we are not its favored children. The Heresies of Radolf Buntwein, coming January 2nd, wherever podcasts are available.